Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today is a very, very special day because we have two guests joining us today. For the first time, we have two people. We had two winners of our Bachelor Fantasy League, and both of them are um, here with us today. So we're super excited to talk to them about all of the shows that we've been watching. Um, we're actually not going to start with Bachelor today. We will get to that, but we are going to be starting with the season premiere of Vanderpump Rules. Um, this is the first season of Vanderpump Rules that I have watched, I guess, like, live while it airs. I just finished my binge, like, two, three weeks ago. So, um, I write in time for all of this to be unfolding. So I'm super excited to talk to all of you about it. Uh, but I'm not the resident, you know, Vanderpump person. I know Abby and, um, well, actually we have two Michelle's here today, Swaz and Michelle Lopez. Um, I know they've been watching Vanderpump much, much longer than, uh, I have anyway. Michelle um, Lopez, this is your first season of Vanderbump 2, isn't it? Um, I started watching, I watched the season 10 finale and I watched the reunions. I watched, I, I, I tried to start watching with season one, episode one. And I was like, yeah, I'm not in the mood. This is not my thing. But I definitely knew, knowing I was coming here, I decided to watch the premiere. So I... Yeah, uh, that's where I'm starting right now. So my my knowledge of VPR is just limited to Scandal, basically. Gotcha. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's an interesting place to start, that's for sure. So what did you think of the premiere? Um, I think the premiere uh, pretty much picked up, you know, where you know, the, the reunion left it, you know, three months later. I mean, obviously we all follow what's going on in real time, but it's good to see, you know, what was happening three months after how everyone was picking up the pieces and stuff. So knowing what's going on in real time, you know, right now in real time, what had gone on, I, it didn't feel repetitive. It just felt like a nice recap and a good exposition of, you know, where the, the season's going to, take us into what um what were your thoughts on it swaz um so to be completely honest i missed the first 30 minutes because i didn't realize that it was on that day oh. um but in the group chat i asked what i missed and michelle pretty much said they just covered what happened real time for those three months and us being followers of everything on social media well i'm not that great at it but you know i know enough from you guys talking about it in the group chat. Um, I feel like I didn't miss anything. But um, it was what it was. You know, we didn't learn anything new. Based, you know, we knew everything was going on. So it was it, it was what it was. It was fine. Did you watch um, the 10 Years of Rumors and Lies or whatever it was? What was that? No. It was like, it was like a recap. I didn't watch it, Christina. Did you watch it? It was like a I recap show, right? Yeah, it was, but um, also there was like a previews in it, like okay. throughout it, and I felt like okay. Uh, so there was like a lot of different times when I was watching the premiere that I was like, oh, I've seen this because I've I saw this like two minute clip of it 
because they like they had like probably like three or four of them in there like like oh yeah I saw a lot of clips on social media and I was like I feel like I've already watched that's why the episode was kind of like a flop for me because I felt like I already saw it on social media Mm -hmm. um I think a lot of that was from that rumors and lies like sneak peeks when they would do those Got it. See, I didn't want. I didn't bother watching that because I'm like, I've watched every season. I don't really need a refresh. And it's like they usually like do the same big moments every time they do these things, and they've done them before. Like so I, I already had seen like the scene where Sheena was upset about um, Sandoval blocking Summer Moon. That was on. That was like one of the scenes. <laughs> what a baby. <laughs> and we're not talking about Summer. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> Okay, so I think since there are five of us, maybe the best way to go about this is, like, to just everybody go around and say just who their, like, MVP of the episode was, and then um, we can, like, have a discussion after everybody's, like, said a name. So for me, like, my name is James. Um, who, who, what was you? Uh, Abby, what was yours? You haven't really talked yet. Um, My MVP? Mm-hmm was katie do you want me to do my lvp too not yet no okay okay but yeah it's just um either either of the shells just like i don't know maybe we'll just go in the order of the way that we're appearing on the screen and make it easy would be different for everybody I don't know how we're appearing on the screen, Christina. I'll go go next. I had actually James and Katie, but I think uh, for a final decision, I'll say Katie. James was great. He was just like only on for like two seconds. So yeah, we agreed. He was good. He was good. Okay. So I have the order on my screen would be Abby, me, um, Michelle D, uh, Swaz, and then Michelle Lopez. So Swaz would be next. I'm going to go with Katie. Okay. I'm just going to give it to Ariana. I mean, this, this, you know, most of it was centered about everything that happened to her and how she's surviving it and how she survived, you know, being at Tom Tom. So I'm going to give it to her. I think she's taking it all in stride. I can agree with that. I think Ariana mm-hmm. is definitely taking things in stride. Um, I gave it to James uh, because... I just thought it was like a good, really good episode for him. Um, he seems to have come a long way. He seems to um, kind of be like somebody who you can root for. And he hasn't always been that person. Actually, I like hated James at one point. So I gave him my MVP. Yeah, I still don't buy into it. So that's why I'm not into the James bandwagon yet. Like there's something very unlikable still about him. Like I don't still like eventually I think he'll I don't I don't wish this on him, but I'm like I think the California sober thing is just a temporary thing. I don't think I think if you watched the whole series, you'd understand why people are saying that about him. Because he was way worse. Mm-hmm. Like, I there get was a point where people he was disgusting and he the way he spoke to people and he's turned around a lot. So I get why people want to root for James now. I get it. I just, and I've seen enough clips here and then to know how awful he was. I just, eh, I'm a little skeptical. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. What about you Katie lovers out there? Uh, I think she was just 
came off as the most mature about everything, to be mm -hmm. honest. And that's kind of why I picked her. I love Katie. That's I it. really like that she like gave. I don't know, like such a. I don't know. I, I guess I can see. I guess. I liked her. My favorite scene, I think, in the whole thing besides James's was um, um, when her and Schwartz were at his apartment, and the way she was just looking at him with like total disgust the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> every time he says something like literally there were bubbles above her head and she's going like how did I spend 12 years with this man I still don't know how but it's funny because I never liked James or Katie or Ariana and they're my three favorite this season I mean that's who I'm that's who I'm rooting for so I don't know how the tables have turned so much but but they have for me because I'm left with the people I'm left with. Okay, so yeah. being left with the people that you're left with, who was your LVP? I'm going to go with Sheena because she just, she made it all about her again at that, I don't know, was it the girls' night? I don't know what scene, but it was just, I know, I get it, you lost a best friend or whatever, but, and Raquel and Tom both hurt you too, and but it, I don't know. She's just so self-absorbed. Yeah. Um, I did appreciate, like, the fact that she was opening up about her mental health, though. Because regardless of if she was being self-absorbed or not, that's, that's still, like, anxiety and mental health issues that she's going through. And so... Um, I do like that she was, like, willing to talk about, like, medication-specific things on camera. Just in general, I think that's important. To, like, destigmatize taking medications. That's a good point. I wish she brought it up in a different way, because I felt like she really forced it when she brought it up. When she was like, I'm not drinking for three weeks. Yeah. Like, you know, and the way she said, it was just like waiting for someone to say, oh, why are you not drinking? For It was just so, a little forced for me. I wish it was kind of done differently, but I get it. They had to figure out a way to bring it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I can see that point, too. It was, I mean, of course, she did it in a selfish, like, self-centered way. It is Sheena. <laughs> yeah, okay. But didn't y'all get, like, the ick when she was talking about their friend that passed away? And how she had reached out to Tom and she was, I guess Tom wasn't on this episode. And so she was the only one like letting us know about this friend. And all she could think to say about him was he liked barbecue or the, and the way she said it. I don't remember exactly what she said. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that, that's what you have to share with us. Yeah. Yeah. I can. Yeah. Like, listen, what? I just don't, I am very biased against her. So, and I know I'm sure there's more to the story, but it blows my mind that, I mean, this man that she's with and has a kid with has no connection or relationship with his two other kids. Mm hmm. Yeah. I know I'm going on a whole different tangent, but that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Brock is definitely, um, 
one of the more questionable decisions for the show, I would say, for her too, in general. Um, I gave my LVP to Lala. Um, I gave it to Lala because she is like, yes, she like owned like, oh, I was a mistress or whatever, but just like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like it. I don't buy it. I think that she's full of shit and just trying to make herself look better in the best light that she can. Or like trying to get people to like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I didn't like it. So I gave her my LVP. Me, me too, Christy and I get uh, for pretty much the same reasons. And it felt like everything she was doing was a little forced. So, like, okay, she's reaching out to Rachel. It just felt like, oh, she's doing this to look good on the show, not that she actually mm -hmm. wanted to do it. And right. also, the thing is, too, is that like we already know that she is not going to be on the show. So, what is the point of this? Yeah. So, I don't know. Swaz, who's your LVP? It was also Lala for the same reasons you both said. No way. Uh, I didn't think anybody else was going to say Lala. I'm so surprised. I would I would want to be the first one to say it. I'm not going to lie. But I think I had to wait my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait to say Lala. I was so disgusted okay, well, with her. Like When we talk about her next uh, year, we can go in reverse order then. So that is No, no, I don't care. It's just fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> She's the only one I want to say first. How about you, Michelle? Um, I'm gonna go again um, with someone else. I, I, Schwartz. Schwartz, it's a putz. That's who I thought everybody was gonna say was Schwartz. Schwartz is always putz. LVP for me as well. Like just mm -hmm. honorable mention. <laughs> like, Schwartz honestly. is the same every time. He doesn't. He hasn't changed not one bit the whole series. Like well, now, nah, I'm just I'm used to it now. It's just him. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike shorts. Honestly, I really don't. I knew, I thought everybody was gonna say shorts, and that I would have to be like the only like shorts. I don't know. I don't even want to say defender, but I just think because I don't like him that much. But like, I, I don't have. I just he's. I don't. I don't love him, but I also don't dislike him. He's just like kind of like a, like he's a follower, and that's just who he is. Mm -hmm. Does anyone else think, I mean, obviously they've all aged, right? I mean, it's been on for 11 seasons, but does anyone else think he looked old in this episode? I thought he looked attractive in this episode. Oh, okay. You don't. Schwartz? You oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, we talking about Schwartz? Delete, delete this when you, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, he just looked, not in his not in his con not in his interviews but in his scenes i was like man this past year has aged him the face palm michelle lopez just gave me <laughs> you talking about schwartz still <laughs> oh, hilarious okay i gave an lvp honorable mention to sandoval just because like he wasn't there f him but I was like almost afraid I, he wasn't going to be in the episode at all, and I wouldn't be able to do that. But we got him there, so LVP honorable mention. For him with his luggage. 
but, but also let me say too that I I did like that they acknowledged the fact that he was like on special forces instead of just like because mm-hmm. a lot of shows it's just like it didn't happen you know. Mm-hmm. How about quotes? Anybody have any quotes? Oh shit! I think I have. I have I have two. And one of them is about, okay, so one of them is actually about Special Forces. Katie says, I hope he cries, referring to Sandoval on Special Forces. <laughs> that was awesome. I and got then, one. And then my other one, um, while you guys are pulling that up or whatever, um, it's a it, sports. He says, it's like, I almost have to look in the mirror and like, you are not Tom Sandoval. I did not have sexual relations with that woman in his Clinton voice. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, Christina, I wrote down the same one you did where it was, I hope he cries. And then I also liked when Katie basically said, Schwartz is not my problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, now we can. Were you saying something before? We might not be able to hear you. Hope we lost her. Uh, uh, and then my last quote I had was when Ariana said, "The devil doesn't need any more advocates." Because I think Lala was it. Lala said she was being devil. Yes, that, yeah. Yes. That's the one that I had. I like that. Lala says, "Can I play devil's advocate?" And Ariana goes, "The devil doesn't need any more advocates." Yes. Perfect. Which is true because he has all these people like Billy Lee and all these people standing up for him. So I I get why she said that. Yep. Oh, she's back. And it's connecting to her audio now. Oh, awesome. Good. Uh, So one other thing about the premiere, I thought like this is the smallest cast they've had in a long time. And I think maybe they're paying everyone so much they had to trim down the number of people. That's interesting. Because it used we used to have like a lot of like Well, or maybe it's because they're paying the other people on their other show now. Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> the Valley. Mm-hmm. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I was getting audio um problems here. I think it's because it started raining here, so sorry about that. All right. Okay. Did you have any quotes this episode? Yeah, we're just going through our quotes. I don't have one, really. Um, I just, nothing really stood out to me about anything they said. I'm I'm watching right now for, for the time being until I get tired of it. I just, I'm not a fan of any of these cast members per se, so. I understand. That's understandable. Yeah. It's like they're really not that likable. They never have been. No. I always say I like my unlikable people in fiction, not in unscripted shows. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I Um, mean, really think about it. They're all kind of horrible people. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody has their turn of who's going to be the worst person every season. So my question yeah. is, the non-connoisseur, what has Ariana done that's unlikable besides having questionable taste in men? 
Oh, okay. I'll take this one since I'm a Kristen Doty fan. Um, she, <laughs> I know about. I, I know where this is going. I know where she started her relationship with with Tom, and you know that there was some overlapping with Katie. I mean, yeah, that's I'm not Katie with uh, Kristen. Kristen. So I, that wasn't the worst that. part for me. It was the gaslighting and the lying to Kristen for I don't know how long, and Got making it. her seem like the crazy one. And she's like, I know this happened. And she was the bad guy. So she was the one everyone turned on because she was bad too. She's a she was horrible too, but they try to maintain their innocence and it just wasn't, you know, and honestly, Ariana was just a, she's kind of a bitch and just not very, um, I was like, a bitch, she, but she's like very like, um, uh like stoic maybe and like she's just like not like she's not like a girl's girl she's like a, a guy's girl okay for me she always acted like she was like above being on Better the show than. above all these things these people did but meanwhile mm -hmm. she also had cheated uh in that Tom Sandoval situation. And then some of the things she said about Kristen afterwards, I just really didn't like, like really talking about, Oh, she's bipolar. And like a lot of things about mental health that like, I didn't really care for it. Even at the time, like now I don't think anyone on these shows would say that, but even at the time when it was probably seven or eight years ago, I didn't like, care for it then. And then like making fun of her body too. And like saying, Oh, she has a kangaroo pouch and just like nasty things about her. So that's why I never really liked her. And then well, playing playing the good innocent card. That's interesting because from what I've gathered, she was also a little bit insecure about her body, at least in recent times, right? That or, yeah, that yeah, for sure, yeah, definitely. So, are we cheering for her now? Everything that she's doing in terms of her Chicago um, Broadway debut and all that, or are we just like, eh? It's confusing, right? Listen, like, I am cheering for her. I I am because it one her and Kristen are good friends now. Okay, and so you're. I think all you relies on the opinion of Kristen. Then no, but I think Ariana is very, <laughs> very. In a podcast I heard, Ariana, when all this broke, like she had apologized to Kristen before, but she was like, "I am so sorry." It's like she finally took. For the first time ever, she took accountability for what she did. Even though her and Kristen weren't like good friends like her and Raquel were, she took accountability for that. Wait, did she do this after Scandal? Right after it broke. When her and Kristen uh, first. I don't, when Kristen how, first I, don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. When Kristen I, first came, came over after seeing her for the first time after it happened. Oh, Kristen was, was with them that night. Yeah. Kristen was with them that night, but I think she went over there the next day because Ariana disappeared that night. Kristen, I think, went over there the next day or two days later. Um, but to answer your qu question, no, Christina, but um, I do like that they're friends now and Kristen supports her because I really think they were both in a relationship with a very sick individual and both knows know how that feels. And the fact that they became friends throughout it. Basically, I'm rooting for anyone who's against Tom Sandoval. <laughs> Fair enough. Here, I'll just put it like, like that. So we could say that um, Ariana is maybe the more the most redeemable 
of the cast. She's she's definitely has her, I would say, redeeming qualities for sure. Okay. I think yeah, I think she's matured a lot, and I like that she's like a very uh vocal feminist. So she has good qualities about her that I do like and appreciate. And I hope she's very successful. And I'm happy for her. Even though I don't I, agree with everything she ever did on the show. But there's no one on the show that I agree with anything, everything they've ever did. I did read she got a couple of good reviews from her debut in Chicago. So they said that she did very well. She had really great comedic timing and great stage presence. So that's good. Good for that's her. Awesome. Uh, I, I I do agree. I think I'm I'm happy for um, Ariana, and also on that in that same breath, really um, happy for Katie too. And the things that like she's been able to, of course, she hasn't you know gotten as big as Ariana, but she's definitely um, been able to monetize monetize on some things and um, make herself better post her long relationship that she had with Tom. The other Tom. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think Katie's matured the most out of the girls. Don't you, Michelle? Yeah, definitely. Because Sheena's still the same. <laughs> Sheena's not changed a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think Katie has matured, like, changed and matured the most, definitely. Well, I'm looking forward to watching this season with you guys and talking to you about it more. But I think that it's time we move on to another show. Let's actually move on to the show. Um, why our guests are here today for winning the last season of um, was it the oh it was Bachelor in Paradise Fantasy League. Um, so we all know that the way we get to Paradise is through the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Can't have one without the other. Um, the Bachelor episode two, I almost guarantee we have a un unanimous MVP. Am I right? Like, my, <laughs> my MVP was Jay-Z. Was that everybody's MVP? Yeah. Definitely was for me. An honorable to uh, Maria for just giving me good TV. <laughs> I, lo I love her. I love Maria, too. She's I love her. But I think Daisy obviously just completely stole the show, um, opening up about um, her hearing disability and just the way that she like handled the whole date, um, especially not being able, not you know feeling that it was the right moment to tell him up until they had the dinner portion and they could really talk about it. Um, the way that she told him about everything, I mean, I just. I have a new favorite. Like, she's great. Abby, was I, that yours too? From, from up to the point I watched, yes. I also have an LVP, and I wonder if it's, even though I haven't finished, I wonder if it's the same as <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, I have an MVP honorable mention too. We'll get our my honorable mentions, and if anybody else has any other honorable mentions, I gave to Evelyn for jumping over that table. Um, <laughs> hilarious. I freaking loved that. So... Uh, so we have like a, a honorable mentions for Evelyn now Maria any other honorable mentions this episode no, no. I will say yeah. just a special shout out to whoever is producing this season 
they are doing a much better job than they have in the prior seasons. I know they brought a few people from Canada, and I think that was the right way to go because I think they're capturing also that kind of magic that they did with Golden Bachelor, and mm -hmm. it's being felt. So kudos to them. Yeah, what a hard season to have to follow up as Golden Bachelor and being, you know, but Joey is doing such a good job. I think Joey is maybe my favorite Bachelor. I think it's too soon to say that because we're like on episode two, but he is phenomenal. He listens to the girls um, in such a like way that it's like he's like really like listening to like their soul and like what they're saying. Um, I actually, I'll, I'll just say it, it now because it's appropriate and fitting. Um, I had a quote of, of Joey. Um, so Daisy, she says, it's, it's, it's always going to be part of me. And Joey says like, as it should be. And then he goes on to say that what's most impressive about it though, is you're wearing it with pride. You have this confidence about it and you want to make a job out of it and you want to help others. And I don't know, this is just so inspiring to me. And this has only made you seem more impressive, more interesting, more wanting to just, yeah, see where this all goes. And I just, I love Joey for it. I just, I do. I think he's, he's, up in, up, he's up in the running for, you know, one of the best bachelors in the franchise, definitely. Yeah, it's been two episodes. He's done a better job than others have. Like Brad Womack had two seasons and he couldn't like he's not even in, in anyone's top half. So yeah. Wait, there's a guy that had two seasons? Yeah. Oh no. boy. Brad Womack fought um Austin, Texas uh, bar owner. In his first season, he um decided not to propose to any of his final two. And that made him, like, be the most hated Bachelor at that time. Like, even Ellen DeGeneres at that time had to say he was the worst. And then, like, a few couple of seasons later, they brought him back. And this time he did propose to Emily Maynard, who I think is one of the most beautiful ring winners, Bachelorettes that there has been. Um, but they didn't last long. So then she became the Bachelorette. So after he was hated, they brought him back anyway? Well, to redeem himself, like, no, I'm ready now, and what, you know, blah, blah, blah. If they had, like, Paradise back then, they probably just would have thrown him on Paradise if they had it. Oh, if they had Paradise, okay. Right. So it was that long ago they didn't have Paradise back then. It was in the first 10 seasons, right? He was, he was around there, like, somewhere between seasons 9 to 12, somewhere around there, so. Um, but okay, so I had like one LVP, two LVP honorable mentions. So I'll let you guys go first with who your LVPs were. Um, while I'm looking up what seasons of The Bachelor Brad was. Well, I didn't finish, LVP. but I'm just I'm just gonna throw mine out there. Um, um, the younger sister. The younger sister. Really? Or the older sister. Sorry, the older. Okay, sister. all right. Because I know that's where I'm going too. Yes, the older sister for sure. She's a brat. She's a brat, right? She is a brat. Uh, I Especially didn't... from the previous episode. Oh my god, you gave you gave my little sister a rose first and me last. I'm like, oh shut up. So, yeah. <laughs> blame, blame the producers for that. You're talking about the older sister, right? Not the younger sister. 
the oldest sister, right? She she I got gave, upset. I gave her an honorable mention. Okay. Okay, I may have a different one once I finish watching it, but in the first part, she was mine. Um. Okay, so Brett Wom Brett Brett. Brad Wambach, by the way, he was season 11 and season 15 of The Bachelor. But my LVP honorable mentions, this episode, or LVP and honorable mentions, along with Lauren being an honorable mention, I gave it to Taylor um, because she's doing too much. She was, like, trying to be in the middle of everything. She um, was definitely who I thought he would be on the two-on-one one date this season, and she got sent home. So, peace out. You're an LVP honorable mention for me. And then I gave my LVP to Sydney for overreacting like crazy. Mm -hmm. My choices are the same as yours, Christina. I think that Sydney made a whole, whole lot of nothing. Um, and like, I'll give um, Lauren the LVP honorable mention because, yeah, she, her attitude sucked. But I think I give her a little bit of grace because maybe she she's just not cut out to be, you know, in that scenario to meet someone. And I think that she, you know, found that out the hard way and just didn't know how to handle it. And yeah, and Taylor sucked as well. She's like, was Taylor the blonde that got into it with the country girl? Mm -hmm. With Jess, yeah. That we thought was going to be the two on one, Christina. Yeah. Okay. Now I can't picture Sydney right now. She uh, has she's nobody until she causes this drama about um, people being like, okay, so um, somebody's like insecure. Because she's the oldest person in the group. She's like 31 years old. And then Maria is like, I'm 29 years old. Like, girl, like, it's fine. Like, it doesn't matter. I think he's going to like that an older woman. Like, we're more mature, blah, blah, blah. And then Sydney, like, totally twisted it and is like, oh, my God. Maria's talking shit about you. She's saying that, like, it doesn't matter that you're old. And she's so stupid. Yeah, Sydney's the one. She has like always like a stunned look on her face with her eyes eyebrows raised. She'll stand up. <laughs> you. You'll see. I'm looking her up right now. <laughs> Swaz, you're laughing because you know it's true. But I also have a friend that has eyebrows like that, and she always looks kind of surprised. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so Swaz, who is your LVP? Um. Yeah, the older sister was it Lauren? Yeah, yeah, Lauren. And I, I, I need to add again. I, I missed uh, honorable mention. Honorable mention MVP for Rachel. Oh, that's a good one too. Why? Thank you. Um, I loved her speech. She got the first dance and kissed it, her in front of everybody. It was she. She did a great job on on the group date. Yeah, that's fair. Love that. Love that, actually. So did any of you have, do you want to go for your quotes before, um, you know, I already said my one about Daisy and Joey. Um, I do have a couple others, but um, I'll let you guys go first and see if if you mention it. Um, you are our bachelor experts being number one. The, I mean, Swazik, 
three times in a row crazy for you and Michelle obviously you've, you've been always right up there with them if, if you didn't get the win so what do you two think what are what were some of your favorite quotes this episode I didn't have any sorry okay. I'm not good at quotes either like if they were for fantasy fantasy points I'd be like jotting them all down but yeah again nothing like Wait, really. I like, thought they are though there aren't any fantasy points for quotes yeah like quotes? Uh-huh. There are. Oh, are there? Yeah. 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 I still didn't have any, but yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot. Okay. I'll just go. I'll just go to town with mine then. That's fine. Um, so I have enough for all of us. Uh <laughs> especially. Oh, nice. oh, wait, time out. I'm sorry. I'm so glad, Sydney. Did she get sent home? No. No. Damn. I didn't I didn't like her. Okay. No, she'll be around for drama next week. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Cross our fingers for it. Um, Okay, so did you have any quotes, Abby? No. Okay, so um, Maria, she says, I told him I was not trying to seduce him, but I was just a little bit when she changed into her her outfit. I like the outfit, sorry. And then um, Daisy, I have another Daisy and Joey interaction. Daisy says... Um, you might have noticed that I probably said what a lot. And then Joey's response was, uh, not, not enough, but I'll probably be more aware of it now. So I just, oh gosh, I just, I love them all, like reacts and responds to everybody so much. Um, especially I feel like it scares me a lot that she had the first one-on-one date because historically, usually the first person doesn't end up being a winner they're usually like top like six four somewhere around there um because they like lose that time while you know he's getting to know everybody else um but I have high hopes for Daisy I really um as much as I'm scared for her think that she is she's just I mean how how could you pick anybody else she's she's just she's so great and his responses to her they just have this great chemistry I mean I'm interested mm-hmm. to see more one-on-ones and and how he responds to them, honestly. Um, and then my last one was of Maria. She's talking about the fight um, and everything that Sydney's saying. And she says, this was so dumb. That was probably the dumbest fight in Bachelor history. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it isn't. <laughs> I'm sure I could think of a couple more that are just or just as dumb so how are we feeling about the season of the bachelor so far obviously we all have said you know we love joey but um are we comparing it to golden are we comparing it to zach are we comparing like are we even comparing it are we just watching it and saying like this is good tv Well, I wasn't that excited about Zach. So, and who was before Zach? Clayton. Clayton. I, I didn't oh, watch that's that. right. I, Clayton. I wasn't that excited about that, and I didn't even watch it. So, Joey just makes it and more exciting. if we go back even further, then we have Pilot Pete, which we could transition to Traders. Oh. I think we're going to talk about the challenge first. Well, y'all know how I feel about Pilot Pete. So, Ooh. yeah. So I, they, I, I they, don't. I can't wait oh. to hear this. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Okay, um, never mind. <laughs> we can leave that for when we talk about traders. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. So if you're if you're into our bachelor talk, then we will um, resume our Peter talk here in just a little bit. But before so to answer your question, I only liked Zach's season really, even though I wasn't that disappointed once that it went on until the end. Zach was okay. I really just liked it because I liked his final women so much. But this one I'm enjoying because um, I really like Joey. And a lot of times mm-hmm. bachelors aren't that likable. So, so far, he, he aren't the ones that are like carrying their season. It's the girls. And, girls. and I feel like he's doing a really good job of showing us him, his likableness. And, and he is helping the women carry the season. Now I heard him say in interviews that there are so many girls that are vulnerable. There are so many stories that are told. There are so many things that happen. And he thinks that the girls carry the season, but to me, that just makes me think that this is going to be one of the better bachelor seasons that we've seen in a really, really long time. And it's needed, I think. Don't y'all? Yes. I think it they was really needed. Needed, So, Yeah, they definitely needed to improve the bachelor, the bachelor genetic pool. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think that they did a really great job this season um is there any you know what sorry can I just add back you know I feel like they could have done that with the first black bachelor but they picked the wrong first black bachelor (laughs) yeah they did I I don't think it was him per se I think it was production because everyone talked about how great um Matt is on social media and when you get to meet him so I think it I think that's production's fault about how they wanted to go about a storyline, how they try to push, you know, like when they try to push him having a meeting with his father and everything. I think that it, it hindered him a lot. It hindered his season. So and I mean, just to show that I like that point, because you've talked to me a lot, like in our one on one time you know so much of the inside and you've uh, there's been bachelors I've hated before and you've kind of explained to me their edit and how production was involved. So, cause I don't know anything about that. So that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No bachelor producers are notorious for like really manipulating just to get the storyline to go how they envision it without taking into consideration the dynamics of the people in it. So they don't it's adapt. Interesting that after this many seasons, they wouldn't figure out that like organic reality TV is what makes better reality TV the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why they would choose like these last, you know, Clayton and Zach would make for, you know, boring bachelors because they went for the cookie cutter that would be very, you know, nice and amenable and very um, um, easily to manipulate. They would go along to whatever they said, you know, much to their detriment. Yeah, I yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I did have a um a couple other awards that I wanted to give out. Um there is like an other category where you can, if there's something that stands out to you, um, we have like best dressed. I gave my best dress to Rachel at the rose ceremony. She's wearing this black dress, has these like white lacy um, flower patterns on it. 
and the, it has like the, a very small cutout um, over her chest. I thought that she just looked absolutely beautiful. I gave my best dress to her for that. And then I also had a moment of the year. I think that was, I think that the um, Daisy opening up about her health to Joey um, was like really like, like nothing, nothing that not only moment of the year, but like a moment of The Bachelor, really. I think it was very well handled. Mm -hmm. Did any of you have any best dress or any other um, awards that, that you'd like to hand out for The Bachelor this episode? I'll send you my best dress when I finish watching it because I'll probably pick a rose ceremony. Okay, sounds good. I'll bet. None have stood out to me so far. I did enjoy Lexi's green dress. It gave me like really chic Idina Benzel wicked vibes. Like if if you know if Alphaba had that glow up, she'd be wearing that dress in a good way. So <laughs> I. I, I I think like one of the good things things I love about the love shows is that they do um dress up in in, in these it, I think I feel like it really like shows personality sometimes and what people are, are wanting to to wear especially when you know you picked out that green dress I picked out a different green dress last week I feel like people who are willing to like push those boundaries um and not just have like you know the little black dress yes sometimes that could be a best dress if it's the right little black dress but it's 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 something that's outside the box and i i just that's one of the reasons why i i love talking about that um is because i i, I think it's just so interesting the way that people want to um be perceived really i have also listened i don't remember who it was but i've listened to bachelor contestants who have said that production has dissuade them from wearing certain dresses um, cocktail, you know, for the cocktail hour and for the rose ceremony, um, because they, you know, just arbitrarily, you know, it would have been a better dress than the one they had in mind, but they made them wear something else. So do they say so why? I don't remember. It was, you know, it's, they just, you know, drop those little tidbits here and there when they're being interviewed, but well, it's, it's something I've heard more than once. And like, like for the time that there were two girls who wore the same dress, that was manipulated to be done. Interesting. That makes sense. That makes it, sense. It is interesting too that like another thing that I've heard too is you know people taking out like four hundred one k's and loans and like whatever for to be able to afford that many dresses because if you're there for that many rose ceremonies like it's it's like expensive it's you know and of course like now we're at a time where I think some people do like trades with companies for like social media influencer type of stuff um, but. Um, previously that's been an even bigger thing is like the cost of that kind of of attire I mean it's not cheap especially the ones that look great so um, that's another reason why I think it's like always worth mentioning is because uh, I think a lot of times yes I agree like it can be a very you know manipulated per time um, but also like they're they're when they're packing for the bachelor they're they're putting a lot into into going on to the show and i appreciate that yeah 401ks for real mm -hmm. oh yeah people take out really big loans and they've done tiktoks about it to then be sent home night one and you got all these clothes that's crazy damn 
Because you need to be prepared for at least 10 rows. No, I, I, I get it. That makes sense. But that sucks. And then each cute attire for the dates as well. I think if and I then, ever did a show, I hope if Caitlin ever does a show, she's smart enough to, to try to get some Bria deals out of it and not have to pay for all of her dresses. Yeah. Or that she has great friends that will lend her like gowns that yeah. fit her. They don't give them any sort of budget. Like they should get a certain amount of money nope. to go shop. Nope. No. Nothing. They got to fend for themselves, huh? Literally, yeah. it's literally like they don't even get an appearance fee to be a contestant. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, on Paradise, they do. That is honestly wild to me that it's not like a I'm big setup where the longer they last, they the, do, yeah. The okay. more, like, the, I mean, they get paid as long as they last, you know? Yeah. At least. I, I did not know they didn't get paid at all. That's crazy. No, they don't get paid at all. Their payment is becoming famous. Putting their yeah. name on the name. Becoming an influencer. And that's not even a good business nowadays. Mm -hmm. For the, anyone from Bachelor, they're not getting the followers that's needed. Um, I, I think that for this season, they there is an uptake, so hopefully that'll be good. Uh, like Daisy got like thirty thousand followers the first episode, so thirty thousand followers compared to like what happened in the past. Like Hannah Ann, she had like a million followers. Like it was crazy. Like yeah. That doesn't, yeah, like, I, I've, I've talked about this before. People, when they say, you know, um, going on for, for social media, it's not it's not really a thing like it used to be. Like, yes, it helps monetize a little bit, but not like it used to be, not even close. Yeah. Um. Okay, so getting out of basketball talk here a little bit, moving on to another show, um, The Challenge. It's about to, to wrap up here soon-ish. It'll be wrapping up in the within the next month i would say we've gone for six months now i'm so tired <laughs> i know i know i think it's i think it's been on for three months and it's going for another month but okay so we're at the final corner uh quarter of it and okay. after that we'll have we'll be talking about all stars it hasn't officially been announced yet but i've seen you know the the rumors are out there that as soon as this is over we're we're getting all stars for so Definitely, definitely excited about that. Um, I think personally that the season of the challenge has gotten better and better as the season has gone on. Although I didn't like what happened this episode, um, as far as the people who were involved in things, um, I think it's getting a lot better. And I'm, I'm actually really excited to talk to you guys about this. Um, Again, I think we probably have a unanimous uh, MVP here, maybe. Um, I gave mine to Nuris. Did everybody else give theirs to Nuris, or am I totally off here? Uh, I, I gave it to Nuris. I mean, Nuris definitely, you know, she, this is her episode, and honorable mentions to Kylan and, and Horacio, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They definitely definitely tried hard. Um did you okay, let's get through the MVPs before I go to the conspiracies. Uh, 
Uh, how about Swaz? You didn't. I love Nerese. I love Nerese. That's all I'm uh, gonna say. Uh, but as much as as much as people want to hate Olivia, <gasps> no. It was a good game move. No, it was not. You are wrong. It was not a good game move. Oh my god. <laughs> You have training to do. Question. Was it a good game move for Olivia, really? No. Well, all right, all right, all right, all right. No, no, let me stop. Let, 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 me, let, let, me, let me stop playing around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I knew it would get y'all riled up. Nah, Nerese got it. Gonna ask um, you back. You better watch it. You said what? <laughs> Christina's not going to ask you back. You better watch it. No, I I love Narice. I've loved her since Are You the One? She's one of my favorites on that season. So like I've been waiting for her to get on this damn show. Like every time she asked to go on her and Didi, I've been wanting them both to be on the damn show. So I'm very, very happy that she's still around and it sucks what happens um with the voting, but you know, she did what she had to do. Forget the conspiracy theories. I don't give a fuck about those. She won, she got it. Oh, I don't care about the Nari. I'm not talking about the Nari's conspiracy series when I say that. I'm talking about the Horacio, uh conspiracy theories and that daily elimination. Because if you watch it, if you slow it down, if you see it, he got to the end of his rope. To the end of oh, it. Oh, that part. There not be any more yeah. rope. Jay, there's just a little bit of rope hanging there. That's the conspiracy okay. theory that I'm talking about. I didn't. I, I didn't hear that one, but I. I, I believe that too. Okay. Let's I keep going with that MVPs. I need to anyone before or after this. I need someone to fill me out on all the conspiracy theories because I don't know any this season. So I need to know <laughs> this episode, which are the Horacio, which I guess you just said, and the Nuris ones. So. Um, okay. So. How about you, Michelle? Were you Nerese? So I wrote down my MVP like halfway through the episode. I wrote down Kylan because I'm like, yeah, Kylan. He's like, all these quotes he's laying down. I was so impressed. But then when Nerese wanted to add, I'm like, no, I got to switch it up. I got to give it to Nerese. So Nerese and then honorable mention to Kylan. I love mm -hmm. that. I, I'm, I'm glad that you gave an honorable mention to Kylan because I do think um, that he... He really deserves it. He he's had a hell of a season. I mean, if he's not like the person that comes back next season, then I will be extremely disappointed. Honestly, that whole trio, I don't really let, usually like it when trios get in together. Um, but I would like to see them all back, mainly because, you know, honestly, I could go without Horacio, but he was just on a show for four months, and there's no way Norris is doing the show without Horacio, so um, for that reason, I want the trio back. I think it's been kind of a long time since we had people who are independent thinkers. I think the last few seasons, it's always been like the group think. You know what I mean? Like herd mentality. Yeah, and I think wow, we had Kylan who wasn't afraid to like speak up to people and say, and then kind of say he doesn't agree with what they're doing, or like when Berna was like, "Oh, I'm so." I'm so sorry this happened. It makes me so sad. He's like, but are you really sorry? Like, I love that he like really called that out. So mm -hmm. I like all three of them. I thought it was really impressive how they weren't, they didn't play scared. Everyone else is playing a little scared. Was that one of your quotes then, Michelle? 
I, I wrote down a bunch of Kylan things. <laughs> I liked his fight I with Bernie. I didn't write down any Kylan things, so you should like copy and paste them and send them to me so I don't have to type them all out. Okay, I will. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so did we have any other MVP, MVP, and honorable mentions? Anything else we want to talk about before we talk? go into the LVPs of the episode? No? Mm-mm. No, I'm ready. I'm ready to trash my LVP. Okay. So. Go. <laughs> go for it. Yes. Trasher. Actually, no, it's not a her. No. I'm gonna it, I'm is gonna it Jay? It, is it? It's Jay. Jay yeah. is behind all of this that's going on. Now, I will say this. Besides being my LVP, he has brought me joy in hating someone again. I have not visually disliked someone on this show, but it, I love having him there to hate. Like, I want people, I want production to keep bringing him in back so I can keep hating him. Just like when I saw Beth come back on Duel 1, it's the same feeling. And I'm like, I enjoy this. This is the kind of villain I love to hate and love to hate watch. So kudos to him for that. He... He like fucking gaslighter, son of a bitch. Oh my I, God. and and just, just the way he manipulated everything. Like, no, I only have one vote. It's only one vote. I'm only responsible for one vote. But then, oh, I I really that wasn't my plan. I wanted this to go along. This was like shut the fuck up. And the way that everything happened, I'm not saying that Olivia didn't have a hand in what you know in her own undoing, but. Jay, I think Jay's voice was in there, you know. Yeah. And it just. So thank you for giving me a, you know, a good villain this time. He's I can agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I, we need people that we love to hate and I can agree with that. Um, I almost think that uh, Michelle Fitzgerald is, I, I, I almost like to not like her a little bit more than um jay just because like i feel like she's slightly more likable in the fact that like she does have all the connections she does have the friends she does have the um backbone to support it she's been yelling at jay the last two episodes so for those reasons i feel like i like to hate her a little bit more than i like to hate him um but i'm i'm so back and forth on jay because i used to love jay I loved him on Total Madness. I went back. I watched the season of, of Survivor. Like, I really, really liked Jay. So, for him to be having this, like, kind of, like, heel turn um, is also disappointing to me. Whereas Michelle was never uh, somebody who I disliked, but she wasn't somebody that I loved either. But his turn seems organic. It doesn't seem pushed or forced. And that I like. Here's the thing about Jay. So, if you watched his Survivor uh, season, he turned his back on Michaela almost the same way, and it caught her off guard. He's always had this in him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was just a matter of time. <laughs> so <laughs> this, yeah, this was great. I actually just was finishing listening to. I I didn't realize that I didn't finish it, but I listened to um, Michelle on the challenge mania podcast and that's like pretty much what she said about jay 
is that she was like, Jay has always been like this. We mm-hmm. just, they just haven't aired it. Jay's mm-hmm. the one writer dies. I was always reeling him in. The reason that we didn't see this side of Jay was because he was partnered with Michelle, who is friends with everybody. Her game is completely 75% social, 25% puzzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think Jay could be more himself this season because he was like the most vet guy there. So if if there were other vets there, he probably that's probably why he hasn't been this way. You know, now he feels like, oh, I'm the big dog. Now I can do what I got to do. And boom, this is what we get, the real Jay. You know what I wish would have happened with the mercenaries? I think that Battle for a New Champion should have stayed Battle for the New Champion. Um, I don't think that the champions should run the final because we are looking for a new champion. However, I think that after the mercenaries who won, won their, their eliminations, they should have been able to stay in the house and complete in daily challenges to fuck shit up. But not run the final? Yeah. They could, then they would have had to pay a lot of money, a lot of money to those mercenaries because they're not going to get a, a crack at the, you know, at the final money. That's true, too. And obviously the point of this whole season was to save money for 40. So that is very true. But I think it would have made for a better season on TV. Yeah. I will say this. The interesting fact, the whole Jay, Kylan, Horacio, Nariz, this is a Latino, on Latino, on Latino, on Latino hate crime. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I saw a picture on Twitter, too, where it showed, you know, even the bottom four with Corey in there doesn't really look good as far as minorities go. Yeah. So, and let's not forget that Jay is part Peruvian. So, you know, it's like a Latino taking, you know, stab at all of them. So I, I listened to the official challenge podcast with Horacio this week. And that's one of the things that um, he kind of said about Jay is that going into the season, um, he didn't decide that he was going to be on the season until a few days before. And so he thought when he showed up at the airport, since it was such a last minute decision, he's like, had I, you know, known in ad- further in advance, like, yeah, I would have told Olivia, but I think fe- I chose to come like two or three days before. And so I thought at that point I'd show up at the airport and it'd be such a great surprise that I was there because I wasn't planning on going. It wasn't that he lied to her. He just chose to go like two days before. Yeah. So, um, but he also said that going into the game, he knew Jay outside the game. Jay ha- tried to teach him how to surf. They've had all these conversations. They had a really strong connection on Rider Dies because um, Jay does speak Spanish and he's one of the people he could t- he could talk to. So he went into it thinking that Jay would be his number one. Mm-hmm. mistake but I did I do say this May I know that not a lot of people are happy that Horacio wasn't like they call him you know furniture or whatnot but I do like the balance I don't need all the people I need to root for to be you know out there fighting with people or anything his stoicness his temper that's what it is and he still gave us a showman's he still was you know killing it in eliminations doing great in you know in um in the dailies you know 
one of the favorites is Landon, and he didn't give much during the seasons, only winning. So, I don't know. I like Horacio. I want him back, too, so. He definitely grew on me through like the beginning of the season. I'm like, and he's kind of like not stepping up to the plate. Like he's letting Kylan do all the talking. But by the end, I was like, okay, he grew back. He grew on me again. So I liked him by the end. Um, Contrary to like what you just said about, you know, Kylan talking for him. One of the things I like about him more now is that he has Norris to pop off for him. And Mm -hmm. no, I mean, it's, he, he does have that figure that will step in that is a bigger figure that, in my opinion, is one of the best casting decisions that they've made in a long time. Right beside him as his ride or die, number one, they're not going anywhere if they're in this show together. It's a good balance. Very. I love she it. She can pop off for him, but he'll still protect her when, when she needs it. Yes. Uh, exactly. that's, that's, all, that's all you can ask for in a guy. <laughs> Yeah, That's all you can ask for again. Like this action speaks louder than words. My so. mind just goes to that scene a couple episodes ago when when With James. Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Off of James and Orasio steps down off the bleachers and he's like, okay, "Yep, okay, this is enough now." Yeah, yep. you're not talking to my girl like that, even if she talks to mm-hmm. you like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't go to calm her down. <laughs> like, say what you want, but you're not about to talk to her like that. <laughs> Right. I love it. Um, okay, so this all started with LVP being Jay. Did anybody else have Jay as their LVP this episode? Me. For very similar reasons. And also, I have to point out his horrible acting job when he was like, <gasps> it wasn't supposed to happen like this. I can't believe this. Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Oh, I love you, Michelle. He was the worst. And then he, then he tried to come back afterwards. Right. Like, I want to show you something. This is what I wrote down. I'm like, man, dude, what, what are you doing? You know, like... Oh, that's no, right you, is that, that new? Huh? Is what it, did you just write that? Is that new? Can I get that, like, time? Right. right, right, right. Insane. We all knew what was supposed to happen, but it didn't happen. Then we saw the flashback of... Our, of um. Fucking what's her face, Olivia? Like I'll I'll vote with you guys. Is that your like, LVP pause? Huh? Is that your LVP? You're giving it to Jay. Uh, I'm not, I'm not giving it to Jay. Who are you giving it to? Olivia. You just gave her your MVP. Yeah. Okay. I wrote both. <laughs> I I mean and... I said before too. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I know there's a precedent on this show for that happening. So like, I did both. Okay, well, um, I did for my LVP too, so I get it. <laughs> now now explain why, since you it convinced, tried to convince us of your, your what a great move. No, she, she, you she better have point A, B, and C. You said what? I said you better have point A, B, and C. <laughs> there was that evidence. I'm just kidding. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> No, Abby hasn't watched any of this season. She's she's taking a oh, okay. she's taking a break right now. My no, lovely co-host. She should have picked Narice. She should have picked Narice. Everyone expected, it, especially after Narice saved her the previous episode. You know, it it and people said it online. It, it's giving when uh, Jemmy switched it up on. Um, I don't know why. I've seen that, and I don't agree with it. It is not at all. Well, yes, I 
to an extent, to an extent, to an extent, because they weren't best friends. So I get it. That's part of the difference. The the difference is that what Jemmy did was go against somebody who saved her. Like, do you know how many times people have gone against somebody who saved you? Like, no, that is so stupid. That is not the same thing at all. What Olivia did here was backstab her number one, her best friend, her like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, no, no, nope, nope, nope. Olivia, you know what? Actually, I will um, spill this here. Um, I'm, I'm planning on on doing a recap when Olivia comes out with her podcast episode about it. I think um, oh, I'm waiting on the group chat. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in, but I I'm thinking about doing the the cast spoilers chat because that, that's been pretty quiet lately. So we'll see. Listen, I kind of want to just be on Swaz's side here just because I feel so bad for him because I've been that person where (laughs) Christina and Michelle don't agree with me and it's not a fun place to be. (laughs) I just, I thought Christina was going to just eat you up right there. It's totally fine. I don't care. All right, so let's go back to Olivia. So when, when we met her in Chicago, Okay. I think somebody somebody asked a question like, oh, how are things with you and Narice? And she made this face. And I was, this is September. So the season hasn't started yet. And by this time, we knew they were like best friends. So like somebody asked her about, you know, what did they think about? Oh, because this is right when Narice and Horacio had just um, announced that they were they were like together. And so somebody asked her the question. And was she that the challenge mania that Horacio was at. No, 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 no. This is uh, Chicago, the main one that they do uh, Labor Day weekend. Was any Phoenix? Phoenix was before that. Okay, yes, it was. I was in Phoenix. I met Horacio. Okay, it was before that, right? Okay, so you are the person I have questions for, and I've had these questions for. I need to know the dynamic because that was post. That was when was first of all. When was the date of that? I'm gonna look up the exact date of um, when filming ended. And I, I need to know this timeline because from what I remember and what I think, that was like two or three weeks after filming. This just happened. And then we see this picture online of them like hugging on stage. Like, I need to know more. Please, please, please tell me more. Um. Okay. So Phoenix happened in July, the end of July. Okay. Phoenix and, was July. Okay. Yeah. My so, show was in September. September. Okay. Yeah, oh, talk about Phoenix. Um. Well, Phoenix was not one of my favorites, but not because of, well, it had nothing to do with um, uh, Olivia Horace. It was just too crowded for my taste. Mm-hmm. And it was too damn hot. Phoenix in July, not a good idea. Um, but they were fine. They were doing great. There was a good dynamic for them on stage. There was nothing that would have made me go, hmm. Um, so they were... Uh, they were on different sides for the meet and greet. So when the on the official challenge podcast that Horacio was just on, he said that he called Olivia about two weeks after um all of this happened, and they talked about it. But he was really disappointed in her because she never apologized. So I'm curious about the timeline of this phone call, Challenge Mania. Why Challenge Mania hasn't been asked in any of these interviews because they were together right after. I want to know what. Horacio thinks. I want to know what Olivia thinks. I want to know what Norris thinks. I want to know everything about this challenge mania. Because what? I mean, there was 
There were so many guests, and there was so much since CT was there. Like obviously none of us knew at the time. Yeah, everyone. That's what I was gonna ask. Did anyone know that they were dating by that time? Because was it announced online? Okay, so we didn't know there was a thing. By the time my show happened, it was announced they were dating. Yeah. So then we had questions. (laughs) Yeah, because I know that someone wanted to like Horacio, so I know that he was still. In the public eye, he was still single. So, and Reese was not there. So, so um, also like my question about that is, is it's not about Narice really in the dynamic. Yeah. It's more of what she thinks about the betrayal um, and what happened on the season because it seems like after Challenge Mania, Horacio and Olivia have not spoken since then. Again, I didn't see anything that looked like they were not in speaking terms. They were seated next to each other. They were fine. They were, you know, they looked like the team that we saw in Ride or Dies. They were so, playing it off so that way we wouldn't know what was going to happen during this next this current season. What I, I mean, people listen to and what I really need to listen to is Scott Yeager talk about it on his podcast because I'm sure he probably does. The thing is that there was not a lot to get from the interaction because there was the stories didn't run as smoothly. People were fawning over, you know, CT being oh, there. People were what? CT got lost. Yeah, and then there was um, just people announcing gender reveals up there, and people doing there was. <laughs> It was a lot of going on. So there was not like a lot of time to be like getting a lot of storytelling or like a lot of good questions to the to the guests. A body like Olivia and Horacio specifically together. I, they seemed fine. They seemed like a good, you know, they were good in ride or dies from what I saw. They seemed just fine. I did not pick up anything off from them at so all. So they, 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 they did a good job playing it off because we obviously didn't know there was any beef until the season started. And I think that Horacio is a true gentleman that would let Olivia have her moment that everyone just saw her getting hit by a golf ball in the face and everyone's Mm -hmm. concentrating on that and how they, how great they did. So, you know, Mm -hmm. he's not going to be one who's going to bring petty shit up. He's a true gentleman. And the way, like I asked him to do a video. It's a prank video that we do. Um, for Paul Butler, it was like, is it okay? Do I? He's not gonna get mad if I say this. Like, no, it's okay. <laughs> so he's a sweetheart, you know. He's just, and he prefers to speak Spanish than in English. So he just feels a lot more comfortable. Just because I asked him about his other show when he before he even got on this newer season. So. Okay. So sorry, sorry, can't give you any good um, B for T from, from okay. that show in terms of them. I I do absolutely understand. Well, my my um, LVP was also Olivia um, for for everything that I said earlier. So I did give an LVP honorable mention to Ed because it was such a fall from grace. Mm. that was so messed up I forgot he even left after all this yep 
Yeah, that really got overshadowed because of the whole Olivia thing. So that that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish it was James. Me oh well, man. If it would have been James, it would have been completely different because the whole you know, like even like um, Mariah when she saved James, she who would she if she didn't or um, you know, like James wouldn't have sold chose Emmanuel, who wouldn't have chose Berna, who wouldn't have chose Colleen. I mean, the whole thing would have been completely different um, if it was Ed. Mariah may have chosen Nerese. Mariah may have chosen Nerese, and then we'd have Corey, Berna, and Emmanuel as the bottom three, probably. Probably Colleen. I think... think Colleen, yeah, you're uh, right, Colleen. Actually, Ed would have saved Emmanuel because I, I listened to Ed on a podcast. I can't remember which one, but he said that um, him and Emmanuel were really close throughout this show. Is like one of his number one guys. Okay. Um, but it still could have gotten for and further for farther enough along because I know that um, Mariah was very vocal on Twitter and everything about how like she was trying to get it to be Colleen and at the bottom and not um the other people. I, I think that's what the whole thing is. They needed Norris to be last because if Norris was not last, then Kylan and Horacio were going to get in there above the other people they wanted. So they were trying to manipulate it to get Norris to be last and it just didn't work. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do think that it is true that that um, Jay didn't want Norris to be in the bottom three, but I, I don't think that he really cared that she was either. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah, if he didn't want if he didn't want her out, he would have he should have just chose her. Yep. Like everyone said. <laughs> um, can't save everybody. Yeah, you can't save right. everybody. And and Kylan is one of those people who could not be saved. Um Michelle, you said that you have a lot of Kylan quotes. Give me your Kylan quotes. Uh so one I had was Kylan to Berna. Everyone knows you're not kind, Berna. When they were having their fight. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, then when Kyland and Horacio and Norris were in the bottom three, he took off his shirt and he said, this group right here, they lack creativity. I stay ready. <laughs> that was mine too. Uh, that's hilarious. I love that. And then this was my other, like, I feel like this was an under the radar favorite. When Olive- when he, Olivia uh, came to him after the chain of picking people and Olivia was like, I have to go talk to her. And Kylan's like, what are you going to say that you knew and you were okay with it or that you're stupid? There's consequences of your actions. I was like, Oh yeah, Kylan, tell her. <laughs> so that that's my, my little Kylan moments that I liked. Did you have any other moments? You, you guys go and see, I'll see if mine overlap with you guys. Okay, well, I'll let, I'll, I will let our um, special guests go first. Swaz, what, what quotes did you have? Did you have any quotes? No? Nope. No quotes for you. How about you, Michelle? Did you have any quotes? Um, I like Colleen's one. Like, you know, with friends like Olivia, you don't need enemies. I had that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah. My others. Okay, so I had uh, three. Uh, um, Olivia, she says... Um, once, uh, Horacio comes back, she says, what is this game? I hate it here. Uh. <laughs> and, then I, and then I had to give a, an ode to, um, uh, Michelle here when she says, 
champagne problems, right? Like I have so many friends in this game that <laughs> I, I've expected, but now I'm feeling the hangover. And um, for those who are not Swifties, may not know, but that is an ode to a Taylor Swift song. So I loved that. I didn't know that. <laughs> not at all. So, and, and for those, I mean, obviously we don't do video on this, but um, the Grammys are today and I am full on clowning. I'm in all my black clothes. I have my snake earrings on, my snake ring, my snake necklace. I have my black makeup on. I'm, I'm full on clowning for a, a reputation announcement tonight because Miss Taylor Swift, two weeks ago today, all of her inner circle, Miss um, Kaylee Teller, Travis Kelsey, uh, Blake Lively, Gigi Hadid, uh, her brother, Austin Swift, I mean, there was uh, um, at least a dozen people who changed their profile pictures to black and white. And uh, today, Miss Taylor did it herself on Grammy Day. So I am in full clown mode right now. Changed my profile picture to black and white and hilariously have gained like 20 Swifty followers since then. <laughs> <laughs> is she performing tonight? Uh, no, but she is nominated for six awards. Oh, okay, cool. And she's expected to get album of the year since at one point um, Midnight's, which is up for album of the year, was the the top 10 songs on the Billboard charts, all 10 of them. So from that album. So she's very much so expected to win that, which is when she um, it's, it's interesting because the original she announced uh, Speak, Speak Now TV and 1989 TV at performances. So um a lot of Taylor Swift fans thought that it was probably coming when she's in Tokyo on her first class, you know, back into tour uh, is when people were expecting it. So we were expecting it in the next like week anyways. Nobody thought it would be today because uh, she's never announced anything at the Grammys before. But after she changed that profile picture, now Swifties are full on clowning. So now I don't want to burst your Grammys bubble. Yeah, I know you're right. No, no, it's nothing. It's just statistically the album that people like the public generally want to win album of the year usually doesn't. Usually doesn't. Yeah, I I, I am aware of that. Um, All right, now I can look at the other, other nominees. I have them here. I can Tell us. Thank you. So you got World uh, Music Radio by John Baptiste. You got The Record by Boy Genius. You got Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus. You got, uh, did you know that there's a tunnel under o Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey? The Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monet, Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, and Midnight's. Oh, and so this SOS, is, SOS by SZA. This is album of the year. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, a bunch of women. Like, the only man is John Baptiste. And John Baptiste has it's a strong a album this year. He's a strong album, and if I were to rank him, it might be second. He could possibly win. So he's a traditional vote for the older Grammy. Like that's the the way they would tend to vote. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So I, I think, think the the fan the fan favorite is Taylor. I think the traditional favorite might be John Batiste. I think that yeah. um the other in that in that conversation is is uh Sousa. I think that 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 album did really 
really well this year as well. And there are a lot of people that um, I don't know that she's expected to win by any means, but I think that that's the other one that would be um, of the others that are listed in that conversation. Sizzler would be shocked if she won. I think we'd all be shocked if she won. Um, great, a great album, great album, but yeah, it's going to be hard for her. Lana Del Rey being up there, I don't think she has a, a, a chance of winning, but she is sitting next to Taylor tonight, so it's interesting that they have that um, sitting next to each other for that. So but. I'm doing this because I love you, Christina, and I want, want you I to protect that, your heart. I think that the, <laughs> I don't. I don't expect her to win all six awards. I think that she has a, a good chance of win, winning Album of the Year. But I don't think she'll win all six awards. But I do think that she will win awards tonight. Right. Um, oh, she will. She has, I think record of the year she might get. She currently has um, for Antihero, though. I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, I it's feel going like, up against Billy. Billy, she could be a Grammy favorite. I, I do. I, yes, she's going up against some good people. It's a, it's a great year for the Grammys. Um, I do think that she, um, with Taylor, wow, this is like the biggest tangent I think we've ever been on, but, um, I, <laughs> I, do, I do think with Taylor, she has won 12 Grammys in the past. So I think no matter what, she's hitting her 13th Grammy tonight, which is a big deal. Um, given that 13 is, is Taylor's number that people go to Taylor Swift for concerts and write 13 on their hands. Like it's a thing. So, um, I do think she'll get her uh 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 13th album tonight as far as like numbers go to there are a lot of people out there that i've seen tweeting about how um for like the reputation announcement or whatever is that she's uh has six nominees tonight it's the 66 grammys and reputation was her sixth studio album so that's part of um the you know taylor swift always it does things for a reason there's always like these little easter egg things that are, are behind everything that she does and so um that is one one reason that i've seen floating out today that's too many sixes that's illuminati status sixes i don't like that at all <laughs> so yeah but i agree she will at least win one for sure she's not going to be shut out that they won't let that happen i'm checking right now i know billy eilish already won one for um, one for visual, so she won for the video for what was I made for. Um, checking if any other, just in case, but um, at least I'm trying to see any that. Um, no, not as of yet. So I, I love this tangent. Yeah, well, it all started with Michelle Cheryl's <laughs> quote about fancy. Champagne problems. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, my other quote that I had, uh, my only other one was actually a TJ one. Is um, when during um, he asked them what kind of champion they want to be. What kind of champion do you want to be? I like that's it. a good one. Yeah, I remember that. Do we have any other quotes for this episode? Michelle, I know you said you had a couple others that you were going to wait for. I don't I don't think we said this one. It was Nareen saying, I'm glad it was me because no one else deserves to beat them. That's actually what I was going to pop out of my mouth when I thought about it. <laughs> yes, I, I love like, that. I like that one, too. I like that one, too. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And then Michelle, annoyed, of course, every episode, Michelle's got to annoy me. 
when she said, we've been trying to get Horacio and Kylan out for this entire season, it feels like. Weren't you just saying that that's not what you were trying to do? Like, make up your mind. I don't know what happened. Do we have any final thoughts about the challenge before we move on to um, what is maybe my favorite show that we're talking about right now, Traders? Um, I did listen to Bananas talking to Bergie, but I'm going to take this to the challenge. He did say he's not available um, to meet up with Bergie and Boca in March because he's he will be out filming. Hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard that today. I listened to it today. I did too. <laughs> yes. So hint, hint. I mean, we'll see a lot of departures. But has anyone started? I mean, to see he was her? he was also hinting at it when he was on with CT. So I speaking of CT, Michelle just asked if anybody had watched Home Turf. I have watched Home Turf. I really, I really enjoyed it. Did um, I thought they did a great I, job with CT and explaining his background. I'm excited to watch Car on Monday. I didn't get around to it yet, but I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, but CT was great. CT was great on Bananas podcast. It was two hours and it was hilarious. I gotta listen. I, I'm. I gotta listen to that one. Yeah, yeah and it's gonna it's gonna take a little while, but like CT just not remembering half the shit he's done, and Bananas remembering every goddamn thing is. I don't know. It's just funny to me. It's hilarious. Well, one you, weren't on, you weren't on that season. Yeah, you were. I was. Like, it's oh god, it's so funny. You know, one is your brain on drugs. The other one is your brain on Adderall. Like <laughs> so. CT calling him out for cheating. Oh man, it was great. I can't wait. I gotta listen to that oh, one. Listen to that. I listened to one two and a half hour podcast this week. I couldn't do two of them. Uh, I, I oh, have that one. Like, I'm debating to listen to it or, or not because of the messiness of it, but. What was two and a half hours? Tom and Tom. From Nick Viale. Oh, 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 because he was late? It was that long? It would have been long anyway. Because he was only wow. like, yeah. But it was really long. It was two and a half hours long, yeah. Wow. And that's why he listened well, to everything. Captain four. <laughs> yeah, I listened to everything at twice the speed. But I'm intrigued by the messiness. In spite, even though you did a great recap. I'm like, I mean, mm -hmm. once feel and sense and savor the the messiness that it was. In spite that I don't like Vial. Yo, that thing was so long you said the end twice because you thought it stopped and it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I will not into that, so thank you. Okay, so Abby, a show that you um, are really into, I think we're all into, is The Traders. Who was your MVP? Is this all unanimous again? Oh, pilot, but pilot Pete. Same. I, I never thought I would say this, but pilot Pete is my MVP. I, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. Go. Pete. Well, well um. It is pilot peep, but I'm just gonna go with the faithful for finally making the right decision. <laughs> to be honest, because they they let Dan get away with one last last episode. I knew it wasn't gonna happen twice in a row. I was like, oh, this guy's done. We'll get to him though, but let's keep going. Michelle, but did you watch him on Big Brother? I wasn't sure he was done. I had a whole theory worked out in my head how he was gonna save his ass. 
But I think, I think he I was think already done because his dumbass didn't do what I thought he would do. Instead, try to pin it on Phaedra, which I thought was the stupidest so move. Stupid. And now, if she gets targeted, I'm gonna be really pissed at him. Patricia Bell's now on to her. Anyways, whatever. Mm. Be my petty ass. If I know that I'm gonna be banished anyways, I would have done what he did, probably just to like fuck her game up. Why not? It's it's a okay. So you guys know I watch like a ton of different seasons all all across the globe of this, and I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but it's very interesting on how like it's perceived because traders turn on each other on other series too and some fans get so upset they're like it's cheating like they totally outed this person and some people think oh it's just part of the game you know it's totally fair within the confines of the game but it's a really heated topic in all different regions for this Wait, I'm, I'm sorry what's 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 heated the what, what dan did when traders yeah bus? when traders throw each other uh, throw each other under the bus in such an obvious way kind of like what dan did uh i don't agree with that i think like you said it is a part of the game and if he doesn't outright say oh she's a traitor like then i don't think there's an issue with that well what yeah. what do you think michelle uh he, he try to throw go ahead michelle sorry no go ahead nope go ahead that's on you no i no i was just gonna say like it's, sometimes like when i'm watching i'm like oh, like it just feels like well, if I'm not going to win, I'm taking this person down with me. I don't think it's the classiest game move, but I think it's part of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's so you agree with Swaz. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that what you were saying, Swaz? Yeah, but what I was going to say is that he could have tried to take anybody out. It didn't have to be a traitor, but he chose he 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 chose the wrong one like <laughs> yeah he chose that was the wrong traitor like he could have he could have did the same thing with parvati and it might have worked suspected and it would have worked because people already suspected her exactly no one suspected phaedra and they still don't really but we won't know till next episode but even then they were like phaedra because phaedra handled herself really 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 well, like, oh my gosh, she cut him up. She that's who I gave my MVP to was Phaedra because she did such a good job handling that to the point that I'm seeing on social media people being like, Oh my god, I didn't know about Phaedra. I didn't know, like, and they like are now becoming fans of Phaedra overall. I um I I love Phaedra. I've never seen her before this, and she's my favorite on the show. I I get why you gave her an MVP. Um she wasn't one of my um, MVPs or honorable mentions. I actually gave my honorable mention to Trishel, um, because when she saw that ammo box and she was going <laughs> for it, I was like, this is <laughs> on the challenge. This is a challenge move. She got in that water. She crawled there. And then on top of that, at the very end, she's the one who um, suspected that Phaedra might be a traitor after what Dan said. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. so for me, I just, I have to give her an honorable mention. Um, she, she's doing great. That's a good one. Mine too were Phaedra and Kate. I know I don't normally do honorable mentions, but I, I couldn't leave them out. I feel like Wait, why Kate? So. Cause Kate was the one that stepped in before Phaedra could even like get her shit together. And yeah. she was like, look at her. 
and just defending her and honestly made Dan look like a jackass. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they were able to come in and seal the oh, deal. Yeah, all those right. quotes, all those quotes after that, like you were a little extra, and she's like, "Look at her." I'm like, "Yeah, I am extra." Because, uh, what was the quote that she fucking had? I'm about to go in on this right now. Like, I'm very extra, baby. I do too much because you do too little. Like, yes. I mean, yes, I lost it at that point. You know, I'm like, "Oh, Dan is done." I think yeah. that Dan just is everybody biggest... Dan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he not only did he did that he do too little too late, I think that his biggest flaw in his gameplay, I never saw him on Big Brother, but I do know that he played it when he was still in his twenties. Yeah. When he won. So he being 10 years out of reality TV and reality TV competition per se he did not know how to adapt. That's something that someone like CT knows how to do in his challenge mm-hmm. career. Something like, you know, bananas knows how to do. Um, and I think that he just thought that it took him, you know, his gameplay and big brother took him, you know, so far in both seasons that he played that he was going to do the same thing here, but he wasn't going up against the same type of people. These are all, you know, gamers are not, these are all reality TV show, you know, veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost mm-hmm. all of them, you know, they have, you know, they're, they are used to backstabbing. They are used to seeing these other things. And he didn't adapt. He relied too much on something that worked for him 10, 15 years ago. And um, it just showed a huge flaw on, on his ego coming into the game and just, you know, playing along. So... I just want to would... know who, what is the basis of Bananas' dislike against Dan, if anyone knows, because he really dislikes Dan, and I don't think it's just because he was voted first. I think it's something deeper than that, or something that happened previously. I don't. No, I think that's just bananas. I think he's like, yeah. I think it's his ego, like for ego. real. That's I, that's 100%. just bananas ego. That's it. Like, does he? That, that's all it is because he has Dan hasn't responded not one time to anything that he said. It's right? been five weeks or whatever, how long? Three, three weeks or whatever. Dan yeah. hasn't said a damn thing. This is the wrong person to I come at. Watching, now, if this were Janelle, this would be a lot more entertaining <laughs> because there'd be a lot back and forth between him and Janelle. But like this, he's wasting his breath and I think he's just going to run out of steep. Well, I guess it doesn't matter now that Dan's gone. He has a lot more shit to talk about. So I saw the reunion. Dan won't be able to run for him, run from him if they are both at the reunion, right? True. You were gonna say, Christina. I saw a clip that um Dan responded to bananas, but I didn't actually watch it, so I can't tell you what it said. But I, there is one out there where he did respond. Oh, took a matter of time. All right. I think some a podcast asked him about it, so he kind of had to say something. Hmm. So, so think- for who watched Dan on Big Brother? Oh, I did. Well, you know I did. Oh, okay. I know you did. I didn't know if anyone else. Didn't you feel like he played a scared game on Traders? I don't. I don't know what it. I. I think or he let. I truly at think all. <laughs> he. I think he let his ego get the best of him, and I'm just saying that because 
there was all these rumors that he would not come back to Big Brother All-Stars because he didn't want to, like, tarnish his Big Brother reputation, right? Like, that was a big thing that was going around. And then there was all these rumors that he and Derek were kind of, like, behind the scenes pairing up Memphis and Cody and trying to put them together so that they would do well and creating this alliance for them. So I, I think the guy just has such a big ego, and he thought he was doing great, but he just really wasn't. No. I was and listening it's... to Rob has a podcast because they cover the show. I was just looking for a, a, a podcast that actually covered the show, and I finally found one. I never listened to them. But anyway, one of them was saying that when you're in Big Brother, you you have time to, like, sit back and think about the moves that you have to make. And this is what Dan was trying to do on Traders. And it's a it's a much more fast-paced game than Big Brother. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you have like between the time when you get put on the block to when there's an eviction, you got like three or four days where you're chilling. And you can do yeah. a lot of in those three or four days. Here you got a day to do something, you know, like and there's no time for, so for him to say, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Or let me sleep on it. It's like, what are you doing? You know, like, this is not the way to play this game. Right. So like you were saying, he was used to playing the way that he played on Big Brother, and that wasn't the way to do it. That makes sense. See, what I thought he was going to do, because Pavardi told him, like, Peter's playing us or trying to set us up. I mean, verbatim. She called it out. She was on to him. Yeah, she called it out. So I thought what he was maybe going to do if they went through and try to kill um, Bergie was pin it on Pavardi. So I was shocked when they got to the round table and he goes, the one person I've been watching is Phaedra. Like, that just made no sense to me. Not at it all. caught me aware of her. I, I didn't understand that at all. I thought when he was going down to he had, when his whole monologue of the five people, let's play a game. Who did I'm like, what are you does, does, did he do this on Big Brother Michelle? Like with these long drawn out <laughs> soliloquies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they seemed like it. it worked I never him. seen them before, but that seemed like something that he would do on a regular basis. All right, go ahead. No, you're right. He 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 did, and it's worked for him. But I'm sorry, it was kind of funny. Everyone was like basically laughing at him. So yeah. did you have any Dan quotes? I had one. Dan quotes? Yes, I just wrote down okay. two two quotes because there are so many damn good quotes on this show. I just I wrote down two, so go, I did not. Dan I, was one. Okay, so my Dan quote was about Peter. He said Peter totally led me off the scent. I'm like, he's just not that slick. He's the Bachelor, you know. He gives out roses. <laughs> he doesn't give out like crazy game theories. But he got me. Yeah. If you listen to Bergie's interview with Bananas. He gives a lot of input about the whole, you know, Dan situation and his speech. It's very interesting. You should go listen to it if you haven't. I have to listen to that. Yeah. I was too busy listening to Susie and, and Justin on Almost Famous now that they're out and telling the truth. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but the Bergie interview was fun. He's, yeah, awesome. sweet guy. What other quotes do we have? I have a couple more, but I'll let other people go first. I have Parvati saying that she was going to seduce Pete. I think that was the classic <laughs> Black Widow move. Uh-huh. And I think that's the that Parvati I fell in love with. She, she has I an MVP. She has an MVP honorable mention because of that. 
I think that's her back is against the wall. I think is, you know, recruiting Pete is, you know, a good move for her game, you know, because called him the blue blood detective the the quote is i think it would be fun so fun to recruit him and turn the most blue blood faithful detective against his own posse and watch him murder all his friends yeah it's almost like being in like the position she's in is like she's gonna thrive because she it feels like she lit up she was so monotone and kind of boring to me until this episode and i feel like she like came alive now yeah okay so what other quotes do we have any other quotes i do if if go ahead i was gonna let everyone else go but did anyone else want to go you go go first okay i had from kate so the challenge the hill challenge that she didn't want to do last year and was just throwing money about this one she said hold on let me pull it up she said, uh, it's a little bit of baby weight to work off, so I'll carry this damn bag. <laughs> yes, I liked that too. Okay, I had a couple that <laughs> I wrote down that I wrote. I do, yeah, I do have one more, and it was from John. Mm-hmm. And he tells Dan, treachery deserves to be punished by banishment. Yes. Banishment, my dear friend, should be your fate tonight. And he deliberately delivered it perfectly. So thank you. I want to say that whole that whole speech he did, even what he said before that, the whole thing, flawless. Amazing. Yeah, totally. I liked I started liking him at that. I mean, he was a nice guy, but I really started liking him after that. Um, Swaz, do you have any quotes? I gave my one Phaedra quote. Okay. Wanna say it again? Yeah, say it again. It was um I'm very extra, baby. I do too much because you do too little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good- I didn't write that one down, but that probably stood out to me the most. <laughs> it was just I, so I, quick. I rewound it like four times. It was great. <laughs> I didn't. So I that I didn't write down. It was something Kate said. It was at the uh, the round table, and she's like talking about coming back, and she said like something about how like she um, thrives when she's uncomfortable or something like that. Yes. So let's go. I have two Phaedra ones. Did everyone else go? Um, yeah. I have a Phaedra mm-hmm. one, but you can go. You have more? Okay. I One was at the round table, and she was, but she, in her interview, she said, baby, you're going to learn tonight. Okay. When Dan tried mm-hmm. to come out her, at her, and then yeah. my favorite quote was when her and Poverty were trying to pick who was going to be the traitor, and she told Poverty that she could pick, and she's like, you're on your deathbed, honey. I'm just in the ICU. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Um, so uh, my favorite quote was uh, at, towards the beginning, she says, we thought Bergie was dead. He was he but he was ugh, I can't talk. We thought Bergie was dead, honey. He was like Christ. He rose from the dead. Yeah, God. there's just too many. This show is so good. It's so good. And then my last one was Peter. He says, I'm in all black because the traders are going down tonight. That was a good one, too. Um, Just a kind of a side note, uh, real quick here about the Taylor Swift. I will say I'm not the only one in the challenge community who's completely clowning today. Eduardo has now changed his profile picture to black and white as well. 
<laughs> I bet oh, all of us Swifties are clowning over here, okay? <laughs> do y'all know, do y'all ever listen to Alan's podcast? Yeah, sometimes caffeine confessionals. Yeah, okay, so every, now, every Zoe, now and then I do. Okay, so Zoe's on that. And first thing this morning, Zoe had tra- changed her profile She's pic on exactly Facebook. Right too, yes. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you and Zoe are my biggest Swifty friends. I think I even tagged y'all together once. I didn't know if y'all knew each other. I don't really know her that well at all, but um, I I know the handle. I know who she is. Now, I am not a Swifty, but I let the Swifties be Swifties. I will <laughs> give you this. Dallas, there will be a Swifty con. Really? That, yeah, it's been, I've heard news about it. So if I see any information, I'll send it your way. Yeah, send it to me because I just saw an article in our local newspaper today that there are, uh, I, I don't necessarily want to fly Frontier, but fr- Frontier flights coming to Lincoln direct from Lincoln to Dallas for like $19. So I can't really uh, say no to that. Yeah. Well, Christina, because... I've never fly Frontier, so I don't know. I've only done it once and I don't know if I'll ever do it again. But dollars. Um... Yeah, that's amazing. But, you know, my sister's a big Swifty and my daughter's a big Swifty. And then my sister hears about this one in Dallas. She may be wanting to make a trip and taking me and Kyler. So we need us. We need to stay on top of this. Yes, for sure. Okay. So it's actually called Taylor Con. <laughs> okay. I will so, I'll to this for sure. Yeah, it is. I'll send you. I'll even share it. I'll send it to you by text message. So you Christina, can our it. first meeting may not be at a challenge event. It may be. <laughs> I, was actually, I was honestly actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, it's not going to be at a challenge thing. It's totally going to be at like BravoCon or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> People at work, why are you going to BravoCon? Well, I have to uh, meet my co-host for the first time. So <laughs> I've only been podcasting for almost two years now. No big deal. <laughs> That's funny. I'm actually doing it. I've been going back and forth of whether to go to the Reality Steve fan appreciation day he does. Yeah. In Vegas. He does one in every June, except for um, during the pandemic. Um, this last one, Dave Neal was there. Courtney Robinson was there. I've been so. thinking- I've considered going to that in the past. I don't know that I would go um, like this year per se, but I've, I've considered going in the past. I would be interested in that potentially. Yeah. And he doesn't charge anyone. He started giving food. He's trying to find a bigger venue because the one he was doing, he was getting like really cheap and, but it was too small. Well, not, not exactly small, but it was just it felt too hot. So he wants something that's like a little bit spacier and better air circulating so um but yeah it's always in june so nice. i don't know I'm, I'm going back and forth it all depends how the chips fall and certain things so okay. i have one last question for you guys um about the traders what do we think peter is going to do do we think he's going to accept and become a trader or do we think that he is not going to want to because he clearly doesn't want to but does he have another option? I personally, I think he's going to be a trader. I, I'm glad I we got I'd back to surprised this. if he's if he doesn't. Yeah, because they're just going to kill him soon. So like uh-huh. he has 
it, it's he might as well. Yeah, um, he might as well. And and I I was gonna ask a another question, if it wasn't Peter. I mean, we, we already know, but like for funsies, who would you have picked as to be the another traitor? I think if it wasn't well, that's a good one. If it wasn't Peter, it had to have been Trishel or Bergy. It had to yeah. have been in that group. Or maybe since somebody called like John the most faithful, maybe John. But I don't think that that would really. I don't know. I think John is going to get murdered eventually anyway. So I don't think that that's mm-hmm. um, really a thing. I think it. I think it would be either Bergy or Trishel. Um, I will also say uh, back to kind of what I was just saying to um, last night when I was I, I re watched it because I watch it with Brent but I always watch it on Thursdays because I don't wait for him but anyway um uh I watched it we watched it last night and he said that um he thinks Peter will turn it down really what are his reasons there's no way that's what What are the repercussions if he does that no but why does Brent think that he because he thinks he's just he he doesn't think that he is um going to turn on the faithfuls he thinks he's too far into him and um since there's of course peter doesn't know this but there's there won't be a murder that night if because they asked him he's not getting murdered then he thinks he's just gonna go keep going for the shields like he has been and he doesn't think he's in really in that big of a different position than he's already in right now i told him that he was wrong it could be about <laughs> Yeah, I think that the most logical thing is for him to become a traitor. You need to tell Brent to watch more reality TV. Yeah, no, seriously. He's got to become a traitor, throw Parvati under the bus, throw Phaedra under the bus, and recruit two of his friends, and then win with his friends as traitors. That's that's what I think has to happen. It's like how, if, if he doesn't accept, there's no way he wins this game. Right, right. Because he's going to get... All right, see, he won't get murdered that night because there's no murder. But, like, even if he outs one of the other two traitors in the next banishment ceremony, that night he's going to get murdered. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Does he, he won't last any more than one more episode. Unless he has a shield. Because I don't think he's going to get... Unless he has a shield. I don't think he's going to get banished. Yeah. I think that he has too many people that like him. To get banished. Yeah. Banished. I think he's gonna get murdered. No. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's the only way he'll, he'll he'll yeah, and they'll have to, unless he gets the shield. Does anyone know spoilers? No. There. There's spoilers out there. Of course there are. I'm, uh, I don't. I, I, don't. <laughs> I I don't know if there are. I was just wondering if. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't want to know. Um, I don't. Uh, I, I I so here. For for funsies, um, it would be great if Kate were a traitor because it would just be great TV. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Kate, Kate is just oh she's so bad shit. It's it's hilarious. I'm I might want to watch her show. I'm not sure yet. She's great Wait, on so, it. Does anyone I... watch her show? You guys watch her? No. Yeah, she's not on it anymore. But yeah, she was all she was my favorite person on Blow Deck. So I did not watch it, and then I saw her on Traders, and Michelle was like, "You have to watch Below Deck." So I actually watched seasons one through until she left, and I I haven't watched it since she left. But it, it she's great. Well, should we go on House of Villains? 
would she be? Is she a villain on that show? You know who was on House of Villains? The chef from the season she's on, Ben. Uh, Remember when they yes, did the yeah, chef yeah. challenge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. I could see that. Like, I don't know if she was really like some seasons. Like, she kind of came off a little villainous, but yeah, maybe. I could see her being. A, I I could see them spinning that. Yeah. Okay, well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I know we've been kind of going for quite a while now. So um, any final thoughts? I know. All I would say is be tuned in. Um, Dave Neal has a hearing that Jane Doe has um, a um, an injunction against harassment against him for reporting about the whole Clayton Neckard, you know, fake paternity thing. That's coming this week. So, and he just moved to Nashville. So he has to fly back to the West Coast, possibly, to see what's going to happen with that. That case is just, it's never ending. I wish it'd be covered more by the mainstream because it is insane. Insane. Hey, I've been keeping up with it a little bit, but not as much as you have. I know that um, you're really like deep into that. that I am into that rabbit hole like it is it's just the length that this woman has gone not only with Clayton but with other men and now apparently there is yet another man there's, there's probably a fourth man that is afraid to come forward so it's insane and there's a lot of things going behind the scene there are filmmakers that want to do a documentary that are already talking to Dave Neal about it there are maybe possibly people from her camp or her family that know her that are like jumping ship or not at least jumping ship because no one has come to her defense, but they are speaking, but they're keeping it really on the down low because this woman is paying for Dave Neal's patron so she can actually see the videos he's doing there privately and then say that she's being harassed. She's calling the police saying that she's being harassed on Reddit that she's it's it's just there's a lot of things going on what was that is that it's really crazy yeah like it's insane it's scarily because she's not dumb she's very smart mm. that's even like the scarier part yeah. so and then the, you you see that the ironic ironic part is dave neal is expecting a baby one of the um, people that uh, had been accused by her, they're also expecting, like, there's babies being procreated everywhere except with her. <laughs> so. Just stay tuned. I'll be updating you guys on what's going on. I'm paying for Dave Neal's at least uh, Patreon for $5 per month. So. Nice. <laughs> I'll look forward to the updates. Of course. I'm going to follow Dave Neal now that you mentioned this. Okay, I just looked him up. Yeah. He's really doing a really good job just documenting everything. His um, He does two podcasts per day, you know, in the morning and the afternoon. He also covers Taylor Swift, you know, news and everything that's going on there. He covers pop culture. Um, but he does a lot more videos on his um, YouTube. And then he just gives a little bit extra on his patreon and then his community has 
they can chat there. They there's a group chat where people just keep you know, you know, they speak among themselves in the community there. So I like the way he covers it because he still gives a lot of grace and understanding. He's not being like there's other YouTubers covering this, but their angle is not. They, they tend to go to the ugly side of how to handle things. And then they are using, this is why feminism is bad, which is not the case at all. But that's a whole other story. I think Dave Neal has been the most thorough and the most graceful. He still doesn't use the woman's name, of, in spite that her name is out there. So I would say, I'm sorry? Um, so just keep, you know, if you're going to follow someone in the story, just follow Dave. He's doing a fantastic job. Awesome. Thank you for that information. Is there anything else anybody else wants to add? Have you watched <laughs> LI All-Stars yet? No, not yet. I'll probably start that actually tomorrow, maybe. Okay. Quickly. Did you guys see on, I don't know if anyone is on the Challenge Mania Patreon? There's a GoFundMe for Ayana. Uh, I didn't see that oh, on Challenge yeah. Mania Patreon, but I did see the GoFundMe that Gamer um, tweeted and said that if they if she reaches her goal by I can't remember a certain date, then um, her or uh, Pink Rose and Gamer will release some season forty names. That's great. So Rachel Robinson was the one that set up the GoFundMe to help Ayana. So what's wait? What's wrong with her? Um, it's, it's a very aggressive kind of breast cancer. <gasps> yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's really sad. They just, uh, challenged me. I posted this like a few hours ago and Rachel started it about a few hours ago as well. They're up to $7,200 and it's, <sighs> Let me tell you specifically. It was it's metastatic invasive ductal carcinoma. She was diagnosed in October. Oh Jesus! So you know she's a single mother. She has four kids. So you said they're at seven thousand right now. Yes, out of ten thousand. Wow, that's and, fast. Um, and it was in five hours. Game wow. Of three hours ago that if she reaches the $10,000 goal by Friday mm -hmm. then they'll re reveal 40, season 40 names. So. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Really awful. So yes, if you have the means, please um, try to donate. Yes. Um, from that more little somber note that we had there, is there anything else anybody wants to add here? I'm good. All right. Well, everybody check out that GoFundMe. Donate if you can. Um, and thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Quaz, for being here. Thank you, Michelle, for being here. Um, we really, really appreciate you and congratulations on your win. Um, thank you. I hope to meet Quaz this time. I wasn't so. trying to win last time, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Your your new name for this season is like 
swaths through the four peat. So um, you're trying to win. We know it, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but like i said thank you everyone so much for tuning in and we will see you soon